Meanwhile... In Cheyenne, I met the richest man in the West. I also met Willie Ringo and was given a railroad train. This is how it happened. Way out west. Mutations. Part 13. Daddy Buck Walton. Why, howdy out there. Good hello and welcome to Mid-Valley Mutations. 
And yes, we are continuing our journey way out west. Myself, Mitch, and my good horse Trigger here. As we wander into the neighborhoods of the Mid-Valley that we don't usually get to check out very often. Our, our summer excursion, as they say. Though uh, we may uh, return to this uh, trip uh, a little bit later in the seasons. Uh, I have a feeling there's so much more out west to explore. And so we shall be here a while. That is for sure. But it don't mean we can't go off and do other things here and there. I mean, uh, we're still in the Mid-Valley and, and all that. Also on Sheena's Jungle Room. Part of the WFMU family of products. And you know, I, what a wonderful way to start the show with a little uh, Dr. Sarcophagi sort of kicking things off. You know, it's good to visit the, the doctor now and then. Uh, get, get some recommendations. Find out uh, different ways to improve the situation and just make make your life a little better in general and let me tell you when he played that uh, Miko track off that black hole uh, Miko record I realized I have a new goal in life to obtain that record Let's see, uh, we got uh, Imaginos and uh, Chriso and Mr. X uh, hanging out these days. Uh, why don't you wander on over here? We'll get the campfire going. It's a little early uh, so far. Uh, unfortunately, the Mid-Valley is uh, currently experiencing uh, two of the hottest days of the year. And so uh, we are struggling to just uh, kind of keep things going. We might not actually need a fire tonight. In fact, uh, uh, there's a bit of a fire warning, so why, why don't we just uh, kind of uh, wander around, curl up, uh, uh, we'll just uh, uh, pass the, the bottle around, have a drink, that'll warm us up in the right way. Oh, when it seems like uh, Laura Panic is joining us, too, standing from what I, I gather, which is uh, mighty fine these days, good good for the uh, the blood flow, uh, helps in uh, a number of uh, fashions that uh, are definitely lifestyle improvements. Now, uh, the Mid-Valley does have a, a number of different places and uh, things that we can wander into, and occasionally we encounter one of these rich gentlemen. Yeah, you know what to do with them. <laughs> anyway, uh, we'll, uh, we'll see what happens here with the frontier gentlemen uh, and, uh, and whatnot. But uh, uh, certainly, uh, uh, he, he loves to tell a tale. Uh, and uh, certainly, I, I, do, I, do, I do appreciate when he comes by these parts. I've been telling a lot of tales these days, actually. In, you know, in fact, I realized that he reminded me of one of the narrators that would often appear on the Biography Network documentaries from the 90s, if anybody remembers those. Uh, different actor entirely, but sounded a little bit like John Daner, and I, I realized that today, and I was like, oh, that is why I am so fond of his voice. Uh, anyway, <laughs> just a little uh, tidbit I thought I'd throw out there. Uh, maybe I'll look up his name for you later so you can uh, have that little detail to run around with. Uh, two Hollywood actors whose voices sound similar. Maybe that'll be a new feature on the show. We'll, we'll, we'll uh, feature two uh, Hollywood actors with similar voices. Uh, anyway, uh, <laughs> moving right along. Yeah, yeah. Let's, let's get into this thing here. It's, a, it's the Frontier Gentleman here on uh, Mid-Valley Mutations. Sheena's Jungle Room, a good place to be hanging out on a Tuesday or a Monday night or, or any other night of the week. 
And if you do like these funny tales of uh, old-timey radio-type stuff, don't forget to tune in to Dime Store Radio Theater every Monday at 6 p.m. Same time, just different day. Uh, I do a couple hours of old radio programs. Uh, detective shows and science fiction. A little bit of magic here and there. Just uh, you know, something, something to pass the time. Uh, people seem to be into these narrative podcasts these days, and I, I thought I'd remind them they've been doing that on the radio for a long time. Okay, uh, let me get settled in here and get camp situated. Uh, if, you're, if you're lurking out in the chat, come on over and join us. Uh, don't be afraid. We're, we're a kindly bunch, and we, uh, we do love a, a good chat, especially on a Tuesday when it's been a largely garbage day, and now we get to enjoy some radio and have a little fun. Okay, now, uh, let's see. Where were we? Uh, oh, yeah. Uh, looks like the Frontier Gentleman's just coming up around the bend as we speak. Mid Valley. Let's go way out west. Mutations. Part 13. Daddy Buck Walton. Cheyenne, Wyoming Territory. Here for the first time in months I have seen a railroad once again, and here I have had my first glimpse of the capital of a vast cattle ranching area. The town itself is a sprawling maze of streets, thriving business establishments, one feels a vitality which springs in no small part from the presence of that slender but tough link between East and West, the railroad. Two days after my arrival, I met a gentleman by the name of Kerry Chase. He was editor and owner of the Daily Press and insisted that I join him for lunch at the Cheyenne Club. There's probably more Englishmen at the Cheyenne Club than you'll find in the rest of the country. Oh, really? Sure. I tell you, Kendall, this cattle business is the biggest thing that's hit the West. Bigger than all your mining. Lots of English money in it, too. And your countrymen are over here to protect your investments. <laughs> well, to tell you the truth, Mr. Chase, I didn't come to Cheyenne to write about my countrymen. I'm here to write about yours. Well, you'll meet all kinds at the club. If you're lucky, you might get to see Buck Wharton. Guess you heard of him. No, I don't think I have. Just about the richest man in the West. They say he's worth 10 million, and that's just from cattle. Yeah, he'd make a fine story for you. Of course, it depends on whether he likes you or not. Got to get him in the right mood. Real important man in these parts, I tell you. Young man? <laughs> Buck Wharton, 75 of his a day. Claims to be 60, but don't you believe it. Wicked old devil, married to the prettiest little thing you ever saw. Little Minnie. Say, found her in Denver. She was a dancer in a traveling theatrical show. Buck took one look at her and the dance she was doing and married her the next day. <laughs> That's how the story goes. And do they both live in Cheyenne? On and off. She's here with him now. Oh, here we are. Well, afternoon, Mr. Chase. Afternoon, Jasper. Buck Wharton here. Yes, sir, he's in the bar. Fine. Uh, uh, this is Mr. Kendall. He's going to have lunch with me. Yes, sir. That's fine. I'll get you a table, sir. Why don't we go in the bar, Kendall? Make any kind of a drink you want. Even a cocktail.
Well, I wouldn't advise it if you drink with old Buck. He, he's a red-eye man himself. No, that's a little too early for me. But I'd like to meet Mr. Wharton, if he's in the mood. Sure. Uh, don't mind the way he talks. Sometimes he gets a little... Well, you'll see. So I said, listen to me, you jerk-down little organ pudding foot. I can buy you and your whole shirt-tail outfit, and it wouldn't mean no more to me than spit. Why, man, I own Texas. I own Texas. That's what I said, boys. <laughs> buy them out or stomp them out. That's the way I made my money. Now, you boys take my advice. If they won't sell to you, just stomp on them. Just stomp on them. Yes, sir. Hello, boys. Buck? I'd like you to meet J.B. Kendall, correspondent for the London Times. Gentlemen? I'm Buck Wharton, mister, and there's two things I hate. Sodbusters and sheep punchers. And if you're either one of them, get out of my sight. He writes for the London Times, Buck. Who asked you, Chase? You got more lip than a muley cow. Ain't nothing I hate worse than a leaky mouth. Sit down, mister. I reckon you want to ask me how come I'm the richest son of a gun in the West. All right, boys, this is a private party. Roll your wheels. Go on, get it. Sit down. Sit down. You too, Chase. Sit down. What you boys drinking? Whiskey. No, nothing for me, thank you. Listen to me, boy. I ain't never yet trusted a man who don't drink. There's something all fired wrong. man who don't drink drags a long loop. Jasper! Yes, three whiskeys! Yes, sir. Candle your name, huh? Right. Well, I don't mind doing business with you English fellas. Takes you a long time to talk turkey, though. Now, you take them range pirates who's just sitting here. They ain't cattlemen. I, I, I can buy and sell them a hundred times. Um, cattlemen. Have you been in the cattle business all your life, Mr. Wharton? Have I been in the... Listen to me, boy. I, I was one of the first ever to drive a herd up in the border into Dodge. Gosh, I, I wasn't nothing but a saddle stiff in them days, but after a while, I got tired of working for somebody else. Started out on my own, all by myself. Bought me a herd of kettle-bellied critters and run them up tabuline. Made enough from them to buy me a bigger herd. Shy, I was a made man, yes, sir. Oh, here are your whiskeys, Mr. Buckson. Leave the bottle, leave the bottle. You got your varmint? Yes, sir. <clears throat> Anything else, Jim? Vamoose, boy, vamoose. Yes, sir. You, you, you listen to what I tell you, Kendall. I got me a hundred thousand head down Texas way. Anybody wants to buy from me? They want to buy from me, they come down and drive them up to Cheyenne theirself. That way I sell them before the fat comes off them, you see there? Before the fat comes off. It makes sense. What? Sure it makes sense. Sure, you ain't drinking. No. <laughs> Thank you very much. Never before lunch. Look here. It ain't every man who gets to drink with Buck Wharton. I, I can't tell you how honored I am. Well, no, that's all right, boy. I, I like you. I'll, I'll tell you what I'm going to do. You you doing anything this afternoon? Not particularly. All right, then you take a ride with me and little men over to Laramie. Laramie? But that's 50 miles from here, isn't it? Well, sure. A couple hours is all. Oh, oh, you mean on the train. That's right, on the train. I got a little business over in Laramie. There's a fellow there needs stomping on. Well... I got to meet little men for dinner now. You be at the railroad station at 2 o'clock. 2 o'clock, you hear me? Hey, Chase, you ain't paid for them drinks. Well, no, I... That's all right, pay for them. 
walk a straight line on sour mash and cheap wine. Sit you on the floor and drink, boys. Yeah, we're gonna make a big noise. Don't worry about tomorrow, take it today. Forget about the check, we'll have a hell to pay. Have a drink on me. Have a drink on me. Buck Wharton had all the finesse of a ton of coal, but at the same time, the old reprobate fascinated me. And so, promptly at two o'clock, I found myself waiting at the railroad station. On a siding was an engine and one car. I think it's just fine. Have you ever rode an engine before, Kendall? No. Well, you're going to today. <laughs> well, I've always wanted to. Boy, when you're with Buck Wharton, you do what you've always wanted to do. That's because I could buy and sell any jughead in this whole territory. Buck owns part of the railroad, don't you, honey? Yeah, and before I'm through, I'm going to own all of it. Me and you ride in the car. I don't want you getting no cinders and dust on that there new dress. <laughs> Sent me back $300, that dress did, Kendall, $300. Oh, it's beautiful. Yeah, beautiful. I'm glad you like it. Yes, y'all fired up, Hank? Yes, sir, Mr. Warden. You go ahead back in the car now, honey. We'll see you in Laramie. All right, honey. Now, you drive careful now. Uh, you... You own this train, Mr. Wharton? Well, of course I own it, but I'm a rich man, a rich man. Kendall, you you call me Buck. You got a handle? Yes, J.B. Well, then let's get on this iron horse, J.B. Well, 
Afternoon, Mr. Wharton. Hank, this is J.B. Uh, nice to make your acquaintance. You got uh, them rifles? Yes, sir. Yeah, goddamn buffalo, J.B. The cussed things stray all over the tracks. Heard of them knocked the engine off the rails one time. You remember that, Hank? <laughs> I sure do, Mr. Wharton. Well, let's get started, boy. Hey, J.B., you want to blow the whistle? Oh, I'd be delighted to. I rope overhead there. I'll take the throttle. You fire, Hank. Yeah. Hey, did you telegraph through to Laramie to make sure there ain't no other train in my way and coming at us? I sure did, Mr. Wharton. All right. Blow it, Thunder Boy! Oh, yeah, I better slow her down. 
quite a bridge. But it's the highest in the world. There, Mr. Warden, the brakes! The brakes! What? It's the brakes! Something on the track! Something on the track! There's a boulder! Uh, a buck. A buck, if you come over to this side, you'll see. Somewhere done bushwhacked. All right. You all climb down out of there. Me and the boys got you covered. Good. And you all try something. And there are going to be windows in your skull.
out there in Radio Land. It's another installment of Mid-Valley Mutations. When uh, the old uh, frontier gentleman himself has wandered on by to tell us another tale of what it was like to roam around the Old West. And if it ain't one thing, tis another, because it looks like he's being robbed at gunpoint on a train. Which does happen from time to time. We've all been there, you know. It just uh, nod and uh, hand your wallet over. I get it, I get it. But uh, nonetheless, uh, a predicament to be sure. And let's hope that he has something up his sleeve, because, uh, man, this is going to be a tricky one, for uh, no matter how you slice it. We got a pretty good chat going on in here, a little casual, it's a Tuesday night, you know, nothing nothing too serious, uh, just uh, enjoying the campfire, triggers off in the corner there, uh, neighing to himself, uh, Mitch is uh, wandering around, uh, announcing things here and there. And, uh, yeah, we got, a uh, Laura Panic and, uh, Imaginos and Mr. X, uh, just, you know, hanging out and enjoying the scene. And, you know, I, I do appreciate your, uh, compliments, Imaginos. Very, very kind, very kind. Let me tell you, we had a 104-degree day yesterday. And it weren't much better today. Uh, we got, I think, if I am not mistaken, 102 was our high here in the Mid-Valley. Oof. And the air quality has gone to crap. Oh, it has been bad, let me tell you. Oh, no, you know, actually, I think uh, we topped out at 101, looks like. Oh, boy. But, yeah, it's not much fun to go outside and, and, and sniff around, if you know what I mean. It's uh, It's bad. Uh, but you know we're doing what we can, uh, and oh, and we got a couple lurkers out there. I do uh, declare, H, thank you so much. Uh, yeah, we do appreciate those lurkers. They're always out there, lurking around the edges of the campfire chat room that we can't quite see. We do appreciate their work, toiling away as they listen to the radio. Yeah, you know, I, w- I was doing a little bit of a forward thinking, as they uh, say, and uh, planning some shows that uh, are coming down the, the, the line in the future. And uh, I think we got a pretty good uh, rest of the year coming. Uh, yeah, it was uh, astonishing to me to realize that mostly the rest of the year had already been spoken for. <laughs> uh, we got a lot going on uh, around the uh, Lava Lamp Lounge. And when we're not out on trigger, roaming this great big mid-valley, way out west, uh, we do like to think about the future. Uh, although maybe we shouldn't. It's uh, not always the best place for our minds to, to wander towards. 
Well, uh, let us get back to this uh, tale telling here uh, that we got going on. Uh, I'm always yakking and telling stories and whatnot, uh, talking about Mr. Zylo's upcoming appearance on the program at the end of uh, September and uh, how uh, we got the Mike Watt interview coming sometime before that. Uh, and, uh, well, yeah, well, uh, October is just around the corner, and that means we're going to have lots of holidays up there. Uh, coming your way, holiday music, holiday plans, holiday fun. You never, you never quite know what's uh, what's uh, around the corner in October. So uh, yeah, just it's it's funny how quickly all that stuff uh, comes together. Anyway, uh, maybe uh, some more stories and some more musical help. It's uh, uh, Mid Valley Mutations here on Sheena's Jungle Room, uh, part of the WFMU family of products, and uh, we do uh, appreciate hanging out in the chat telling stories and listening to the frontier gentleman oh and hearing a message from coelacanth even enjoy mid valley let's go way out west mutations part 13 daddy duck walton Any of you fellas carrying shooting irons? What do you mean by this? Listen here, boy. You know who I am. No, I don't know who you are, old-timer. Who are you? I'm Buck Horton. That's who I am. Well, I declare. They say you got more money than the yellow dog got fleas. I'm proud to meet up with you, Mr. Warden. Now, you know who I am? You're a churn-dash calf who ain't got no better sense than I'm Willie Ringo. If you don't shut that flannel mouth of you, and I'm going to cut out your tongue. Who are you? Um, uh, uh, Hank Marble. And you? J.B. Kendall. I see. What y'all carrying in a railroad car? Nothing. We're on our way to Laramie. Pharaoh? Yeah, Willie. You take two of the boys. See what's in that railroad car. Sure, Willie. Now, Mr. Wharton, just how much money as you can? Listen to me, boy. If you think I'm going to give you any of my money, you're a thinker's punier and I figured. Don't you get me on the prod now, you old duffer. Old duffer? Old duffer? Why, you goslin' chin young squirt. You ought to be playing with a string of spools. Just a sawed-off bucket, doggy, that's all you yeah. have. I'll leave him lay, mister. Mrs. Wharton, he's all right. Oh, no, he ain't. What did you do to him? I put a knot in his head.
mean a filly like you is that old dog's wife? I sure am, Sonny. Lady, don't you never call me Sonny. You hear? Hey, Willie, let's get out of here. There ain't nothing in the car. We can move up the line and wait for the next one. Shut your mouth, pal. We got plenty of time. Besides, I got an idea there's good diggings right here. Al, Frank, you pick up that old man and put him in the car. <gasps> then you get that boulder off that track, too. All right, what are you going to do with him? Why, ma'am, he's so rich that I figure I could convince him to part with some of his money. Uh, you, mister, what'd you say your name was? I said my name was Kendall. I see. All right, you and this engine driver, you get back on that thing. Pharaoh, stay with them. You see they keep a good head of steam up. Soon as Mr. Wharton's agreeable, we'll stop for Laramie. Uh, you come with me, little lady. No, I won't. You get... Oh! Let's go. All right. Stand over there, both of you. This thing got enough steam, like Willie says? Yeah, for a while. You want to stay alive. You see, it keeps that way. Where are the rifles Buck was talking about when we left Cheyenne? Up there. There, I seen him. See up there on the rack. Yeah. Loaded? Yeah. When do you have to throw on more wood? A few minutes? We'll wait.
We're very organized. Mr. Kendall, I'm going to have to stoke. All right. Tell him. Uh, mister, I better get some wood on. The fire's going down. Go ahead. <laughs> I'll help. No. It's better with two. Fire goes down pretty quick. All right. Watch yourself. While I'm loading the firebox, you put it in reverse. Then open up the throttle. We'll get them off balance. Back up all the way to Cheyenne? Yes! If he comes to, hit him again. All right. You take his gun. I'll use one of the rifles. Hey, listen, I can't see so good going backwards like this. Don't worry about it. We could back right in another train. There's one bound this way out of Cheyenne in the wild. We'll meet it. Listen. Is there any way for me to go back to the carriage? Well, you can crawl over the tender. You better not, though. I can try. I started to crawl over the wood-loaded tender toward the carriage. The little train jumping, rocking over the uneven rails. Hey! It was a sudden lurch that saved me. The bullet struck a log beside my arm. I felt a splinter tear my cheek, and I fired back. I hit one of them, saw him fall off the carriage platform. Then Willie Ringo darted back inside. I made a jump for the platform. And there were two of them inside now. I stood to the side of the open door and waited. Hey, Kendall! Kendall! What is it? You stop the train, I'll make a deal with you! You throw out your guns! How do I know you won't come in and shoot? You don't! I'll kill the old man and the girl! It won't do you any good, you'll die for it! Kendall! Hello, listeners. Buff, listen to me, boy. You gotta stop. There's another train coming toward as I can see it. Ringo, give your guns to Mr. Wharton and I'll stop the train. All right, all right. All right, you better get out of here, Buck. Yes, he's coming up fast. No, it's all right. Hank has seen it. Jump, Mr. We're all gonna get killed. You stay right where you are, Sonny, or I'll blow out your lamp.
I, I want to tell you, JB, I, I want to tell you, boy, I, I want to tell you, me and little men here, we owe you a lot. We sure are grateful, Mr. Kendall. Why, you saved our lives. You sure did. Money just can't buy what you've done for us, J.B. Money can't buy what you've done for us, so I ain't going to insult you by offering any. But I, I want to tell you, I stand here, boy, and I tell you, if there's ever anything, and when I say that, I mean anything, anything at all, if there is, you say the word, boy. You hear me? You say the word. He means that, Mr. Kendall. Uh, Anything. I, I'm a rich man, J.B., a rich, rich man. I can buy and sell any living man in these parts. Now, boy, don't you be bashful. You just name it. No, you you don't have to give me anything. Yeah, this train. How about this little train? She's yours, what? boy. She's yours. <laughs> no, no, thanks. Yeah, that company paid for her, and I give her to you, J.B. She <laughs> is yours. But what am I going to do with the train? Sell her back to the company. I'll make them give her to me, and we can split the profit. Now, now that's what you call a business transaction, boy. <laughs> Come on down to the club. I'll let you buy a drink on it. Hello, Mrs. Johnson, you self-righteous woman, Sunday school teacher, what brings you out slumming? Do you reckon the preacher would approve where you are? Standing here visiting with a backsliding Christian in a neighborhood bar. Well, yes, that's my bottle And yes, that's my glass And I see your eye falling This pretty young lass It ain't none of your business But yes, she's with me And we don't need no sermon You self-righteous woman Just let us be the Lord knows I'm breaking, the Lord knows I'm breaking, and running around, and running around, and he don't need your loud mouth, informing the town. The Lord knows I'm sinning, the Lord knows I'm sinning, and sinning ain't right, and sinning ain't right. But me and the good Lord gonna have us a good talk later tonight. Mrs. Johnson, you self-righteous pity. I don't need your preaching, and I don't need your pity. So go back to whatever you hypocrites do. And when I talk to heaven, be nice, and I'll put in a good word for you. The Lord knows I'm drinking, the Lord knows I'm drinking, and running around, and running around, and he don't need your loud mouth, informing the town. The Lord knows I'm sinning, the Lord knows I'm sinning, and sinning ain't right, and sinning ain't right, but me and the good Lord gonna have us a good talk later tonight. 
Mid-Valley. Let's go way out west. Mutations. Part 14. Chugwater Station. Well, it seems as if that one turned out all right in the end anyway. Though, as Laura Panic does point out, the Frontier Gentleman is an absolute fool for getting rid of that train. What in the world was that man thinking? He wasn't, clearly. See, for a second there, I thought that the show was going to be the Frontier Gentleman and his train in the Old West going from city to city, getting into scrapes, solving crimes, you know, kind of like the fugitive or something, but, you know, not on on the run. Uh, but, But no, 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 the show decides to go back to square one. I'm telling you, my, my, my fanfic of the Frontier Gentleman on his train. Yeah, it's it, it, it's a doozy, let me tell you. I'm, I'm going to need to hire a whole team of writers to help me with this one. It's too, it's a, a, the idea is too good to turn down. I'll just say that. Yeah, I, 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 see, Imaginos knows exactly where the, the story needs to go after this. Uh, so, uh, yeah, we'll, we'll get Imaginos in on the on the deal, and uh, and, and we'll, we'll write this one up. It'll be a good one. It'll be a good one. I don't know so much about that uh, uh, religious imagery in that last song, but I do I do like the idea of uh, of asking that uh, that lady to butt out. She don't need to. She don't need to know. Do, she don't need to know nothing about my business. Okay, well, you know, uh, I, I made a little bit of an executive decision here uh, with this next story that the Frontier Gentleman's going to be telling us uh, in that I changed the title of the story so that it does not give away a certain plot point that is supposed to be a tad bit dramatic later on in the story. <laughs> Uh, I mean, certainly I don't think people were supposed to know the titles of these uh, before they were broadcast. And so perhaps naming it uh, as such uh, was not necessarily considered a spoiler in 1958. Nonetheless, I have decided for the sake of the listener that I will have changed that uh, particular title. And hopefully uh, you will come to realize the nature of the situation in due time as it is revealed by our narrator, the Frontier Gentleman. <clears throat> I hope that's all I need to say about that. Uh, yeah, we, we got some fun stuff coming up on the program soon. Uh, Mid-Valley Mutations, uh, uh, switching away from the summertime fun time to uh, a little something dif- different, uh, if you know what I mean. Uh, 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 September is, uh, oh, oh my God, that is closer than I thought when I reached for the calendar. Holy moly. Um, uh, Well, September is just around the corner, as they say, and that means, well, I got some, uh, oh man, I got some work to do, because we got a lot of fun shows coming up in September, uh, one of which is the interview with Mike Watt. Uh, I got to speak with that gentleman not too long ago, uh, after he invited me to speak with him. Uh, and it was a delight. That gentleman, uh, he's been around the block. He's uh, seen some action. He's got some stories to tell. And in fact, 
he's got a story so terrifying that I had to air it at some point in the fall because it tees up our Halloween season so well. It's a, it, it, it's a doozy, let me tell you. I don't want to spoil it too much, but let me just say, if you are familiar with the cover of the Minute Flag album, you might finally have some insight into what was going on there. That's all I'm going to say. Anyway, uh, let's move uh, right along here. Uh, we got another story from the, mid, uh, the Frontier Gentleman here on Mid-Valley Mutations, uh, Sheena's Jungle Room, part of the WFMU family of products. Uh, you know, I was uh, glancing at the calendar the other day, and I noticed that uh, one of our brethren was no longer on the Sheena calendar. And then I saw that Rich in Washington had moved on to another part of our our our, uh, our, our humble uh, station. Uh, uh, he's over on one of the other channels, uh, 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 which I, I do appreciate quite a bit. Because let me tell you, Rich in Washington does one of my favorite shows. And I was a little bit nervous uh, when I didn't uh, see him on uh, on the schedule. But uh, never fear, he was uh, he was there. Uh, and you know, I got oh man, uh, where is that link? I gotta find him. He's he, he's on one of the other channels now. Uh, um, and and, and uh, a good 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 show. I do like me some rich. Uh, he's a, he's a he's a fun fun time to listen to. Plays a good selection of stuff which I uh, quite appreciate. You know, I'm going to dig around for that uh, link here when uh, I'm not on the spot, but uh, uh, why don't you all settle in? We got a uh, coelacanth has joined us off into the, 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 uh, the fire pit area sitting around here, uh, chitting and chatting and whatnot. And uh, of course we got Imaginos and Heather Z and Mr. X and Laura panic and uh, a few others lurking around in the, in the shadows. And, uh, yeah, uh, we are, uh, we're having a good old time, but, uh, uh, now it's, uh, it's, it's, uh, time to, uh, to sit on down and listen to the story because, uh, the frontier gentleman has, a uh, a new chilling tale to tell. Mid Valley. Let's go way out west. Mutations. Part 14. Chugwater Station. In Chugwater, Wyoming Territory. There is a way station for the Cheyenne and Black Hills stage line. Because of a rainstorm, I witnessed a tragedy there. Cheyenne, where will it be? Cheyenne, Cheyenne. 
was on my way to Chugwater. Jack Chase, editor of the Cheyenne Daily Press, had suggested that if I wanted an accurate picture of life in Wyoming Territory, Hyena Bob Saunders was the man to see. He ran the Cheyenne and Black Hill Stage Line station in Chugwater. In the coach with me were three other passengers, one a gray-haired, quiet man who introduced himself as Boone Thompson, the others Duncan Webster and his wife Rose. Webster, a dark-faced, handsome chap of about 40, was unaccountably nervous. His wife, composed in her middle 30s, a strong face, not unattractive. Our driver, Bill Cuttle, had expected us to arrive at our destination in the late afternoon, but a bad storm delayed us so that it was dark before we pulled into the Chugwater station.
Uh, see, you got a mite wet, lady. Oh, Warm yes. yourself over to the fire. Get that coat off. My name's Hyena Bob, folks. Now you just all sit down, and I'll get hot coffee and vittles. Uh, Mr. Saunders? Oh, no, not Saunders, partner. Ain't nobody never called me Mr. Saunders except my wife. And the yellow grass has been waving over her and I on these 15 years. Oh, the name's Hyena Bob. What can I do for you? Come on over while I set the coffee off. I'm J.B. Kendall. Well, I'm proud to know you. Jack Chase mentioned your name. Chase? Yes. That little feller looks like a rooster stepping <laughs> high in the mud. <laughs> Newspaper feller Chase? Cheyenne Chase? <laughs> yes, that's the one. <laughs> Why, I ain't seen him in two years or better. How is he? Oh, it's fine. Nice feller, that. You know, he done me a right smart favor once. You friend of hisn? No, not a close friend, no. He but still uh, got that newspaper hisn? Yes. Oh, here, you stir that, will you? I'll get the mug yes, down. Yes, certainly. You, uh, on your way up to Deadwood, mister? No. As a matter of fact, I came here to see you. Do you say? I'm writing a series of stories on the West for my paper in England. Do you say? Newspaper full of yourself, huh? Yes, Jack Chase thought you'd be the most likely person for me to talk to in Wyoming. Oh, don't see what call he had to say that. Of course, I ain't saying I ain't got a story or two. Well, that's what I'm hoping.
you old grizzle hill. You call up this blue whistler? I ain't seen so much rain since the big one in 74. <laughs> You're going to see more before this one blows over. Huh? Southbound pulled out a couple hours back. Ruth Hockaday says you can't get through the gap anymore tonight. She's flooding all over. Well, I better get them animals fed them. Yeah. I'll see you later. Ah. Well, folks, we uh, ain't got the most comfortable shake down here, but it'll be better than bedding out tonight. Oh, uh, you want to get the coffee? I'll spoon out the grub. Take her over to the table by the fire. Right. Well, I don't mind the rain. It's snow and cold. That's what I don't like. I come from the east. Of course, we get it cold back there, but not like this country. Huh. Kendall, the yeah. old man say how long we'll be here? Well, I got an idea. It'll be the night at least. Well, I ain't staying the night. Well, now, don't get riled up, I ain't huh? riled. I'm saying I ain't staying the night, that's all. Well, if you ain't, mister, you'll be enjoying mighty poor health outside. Well, listen, old man, I paid for my ticket. Well, seeing as how you come in on the stage, I figured. A I... little rain ain't gonna hurt. We figure on making Deadwood. Oh, it doesn't I matter, Doc. What do you mean, it doesn't matter? To you? Maybe it doesn't matter to you. From what I understand, the trail is blocked anyway, Mr. Webster. Uh, flooded. We'll have to wait. Not me. How about horses? You want to sell a couple of horses, old man? You call me old man again, sonny, and I'm going to jump down your throat and gallop your insides out. The name's Hyena Bob. No, I don't want to sell no horses. There ain't no horses to sell. Who won't think It'll only be until morning. Sure, it's not so bad. Now you eat something, Dunk. You'll feel better. I don't want anything to eat. Now, leave me be, Rose. Oh, I, I apologize for him, gentlemen. He's not himself. There's been sickness. Well, no offense to us, ma'am. Well, I'll take him a plate of food if you'll excuse me. Yes, of course.
as a woman. Kendall, did you ever see it to fail? Strong female like that has to follow her man around wiping his nose for him. Look at him, sulking in the corner like a whipped kid. Yeah, here's your grub, boys. More oh, where that comes oh, from. Thank you. Oh, that looks good. Mmm. Oh. Mmm. Tastes good. Oh. Stew is all, just oh. stew. I tell you, just the smell of it makes me so hungry my belly thinks my throat's cut. <laughs> you mind my asking how you make it? <clears throat> well, I don't mind you asking, Kendall, but I'd mind my telling. It's a, it's a secret stew. My old woman made it for me, and her ma taught it to her. And I had to swear I'd never tell how they done it. And I ain't broke my words yet. <laughs> mm. <It's> wonderful. <clears throat> wonderful. Hey, uh, <clears throat> what's ailing him, the... Fuller of the woman. Mr. Webster? Oh, I think he's just in a hurry to get the deadwood, that's all. Ah, that's the trouble these days. Everybody in too much of an all-fired hurry. <laughs> uh, what kind of business are you in, mister? Thompson. Boone Thompson's name. Uh, farm machinery. Well, bust me to Flinderjigs, a hay slayer. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, ain't no plow chasers in these parts, Oh, mister. there will be. There will be, Bob. I'm out here from the factory to get things started. What kind of machinery, Mr. Thompson? Oh, plows, harrows, cedars, binders, threshing machines, and only the best. Our factory's back in Illinois. Bob, it's all cattle out here in your territory, but there's too many. The range won't feed them. You'll have to grow fodder. You'll need my machinery to do it. Ah, uh, it's again nature and can't be dead. <laughs> Bringing nesters in. Yeah. I hope I ain't overspoke myself with you, Thompson, but <laughs> them's no, my feelings. No, no, that's all right. You're Don't not you the first. Me, Don't tell me nothing. See what's right and what's wrong for me, and that's the way it is. All right, Uncle. Now go on. Just do like I tell you. No oh, man ever talked to me like that before I got through his face. It looked like a dinger of the dog meat, I'm telling you. Feel sorry for her. I really do, for a fact. She's coming over. Uh, now uh, I got to tell you about the time I hauled a load of pussycats from Cheyenne to Deadwood. Yes, sir. That was something like that. Oh, uh, can I get you some more grub, ma'am? No, thank you very much. Uh, I, I was wondering, uh, would you happen to have any uh, whiskey? Whiskey? Uh, I'd be happy to buy it from you. You see, my my husband isn't feeling good, oh, and I... Oh, sure. Well, sure, ma'am. I got a bottle somewhere. I'll, I'll bring it over. Thank you very much. <laughs> All right. Up, preach, my dear friends. You're about to receive on John Barleycorn, nicotine, and a temptations of Eve. Okay. I was a happy and I had a good wife I had enough money to last me for life I met with a gal and we went on a spree She taught me to smoke and drink whiskey Cigarettes and whiskey and wild, wild women They'll drive you crazy, they'll drive you insane Cigarettes and whiskey and wild, wild Is a plot on the whole human race A man is a monkey with one in his face Here's my definition, believe me, dear brother A fire on one 
and a fool on the tother. Cigarettes and whiskey and wild, wild women, they'll drive you crazy, they'll drive you insane. Cigarettes and whiskey and wild, wild women, they'll drive you crazy, they'll drive you insane. Oh, you're Will somebody get that bomb out of here? Dear stranger, take warning, dear friend They'll write in big letters these words at the end Cigarettes and whiskey and wild, wild women They'll drive you crazy, they'll drive you insane Cigarettes and whiskey and wild, wild women They'll drive you crazy, they'll drive you Friend, I want to tell you that we don't play that kind of music in here. Oh, okay. Then show us your muscles. <laughs> mm, that woman sure is cluttered with trouble. Well, all right, you boys go on with your grub. I'll be right back. That don't seem right. Making his wife ask for liquor for him. Think a man would do his own asking. Uh, well, there might be reasons. But none good, I'd say. Oh, close that door. Ooh-wee. Oh, she's a fence lifter out there. Hey, Bob. Who's that, Cuddle? Yeah, that's who. How's about a dish of that hyena stew of yarn? <laughs> sure. Boy. That yeah, tapeworm of mine is sure a hollering for fodder. <laughs> Anybody else want a tug of this? She's real coffin varnish. I never touched the stuff myself. <laughs> Kendall, are uh, you Thompson? No, no thank you me. very much. All right. Well, here you are, mister. Thanks so much. Oh, it don't cost. Take a friendly drink. Oh, I, I want the bottle. Ain't got enough for that, mister. Before this night's done and passed, we all might need some. I'll give you five dollars. You want to give me five dollars, I'm obliged, but I ain't giving you no bottle. You want a heist one, go ahead. All right, ten dollars in. It ain't worth no more than a dollar, and you know it. Dunk, please. Now, Rose, shut up, you hear? Mister, I don't like much I see about you ever since you come in here, and I'm liking it a lot less as we go. I ain't asking your personal opinion, old man. I'm just trying to buy your whiskey. Oh, mister, your tongue is just a blossoming for the grain. Gentlemen, I... I think we'll all be the better for a drink. What you think don't matter, Kendall. Go sit down. Oh, come on, Mr. Webster. We don't want any trouble. Mr. Kendall's right, Duncan. Have a drink and you'll feel better. Give him one. Please. She looked at us, her face agonized, pleading. It was Hyena Bob who poured the tin mug full of whiskey. And as Webster reached for it, I saw the black snout of a derringer protruding from under his sleeve. Have another drink, have another cigarette, have another hit, have another wine. 
enough coke, have another shot, have another hit ship, have another drink, have another cigarette. Another drink, have another cigarette, have another hit, have another line of coke, have another shot, have another hit of shit, have another drink, have another cigarette. Go way out west. Mutations. Part 14. Chugwater Station. Well, things are getting a mighty bit hairy for Hyena Bob and the Frontier Gentlemen, if I do say so myself. And it seems as if this evening could go just about any direction depending on what happens next. This is uh, usually uh, what happens with a good frontier gentleman story. It gets you to this point where almost anything could happen, and then the next part of the story takes a turn you were not expecting. We'll see if that's true again this time. Now, I, 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 I have to thank WR, actually, for doing the research that I was trying to search for just before uh, uh, we uh, were, when we were talking on our last little break there uh, uh, Rich in Washington I, I mentioned earlier I had this uh, uh, weird uh, situation where I, 
I couldn't find his show for a moment. I was like, how come I don't see him on the Sheena's schedule no more? And then I come to realize, uh, mostly by accident, that he is actually over on the Give the Drummer radio stream. Uh, Fridays. Uh, uh, I mean, I cannot say enough nice things about Rich. Uh, had me as a guest on his program before I ever even knew about Sheena's. Uh, and uh, it's certainly a, a, a cut above when it comes to DJing. I do uh, appreciate that I found his show and that there are some back episodes to listen to and that I now know when to tune in. So, uh, Rich in Washington, can't say enough nice things. Uh, a kinder gentleman does not exist on the airwaves. Uh, we, we do love Rich. Uh, so, yeah, I wanted to point that out. Uh, I don't know uh, 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 how, uh, how these things happen sometimes. You just gotta gotta go with the flow. But, uh, uh, you know, I do try to keep track of where my, my DJ brethren are wandering to now and then. They, they seem to go hither and yon uh and uh, I, I try to find try to figure out where they're all at sometimes uh sometimes that's a challenge but you know uh, we all do what we do we got a good uh chat room going tonight for sure uh coelacanth and imaginos and mr fab dropped by a little bit ago and uh oh yeah we got it we we do love them cigarettes and whiskey and wild wild women around these parts uh they are uh, the best way to a, a, a balanced diet, if I do say so myself. I gotta say, this gentleman here hanging out at Chugwater Station is uh, not uh, very friendly. Drinking up all the whiskey and uh, complaining to his uh, lady friend uh, like he do. I, I, I beg uh, to wonder if uh, there is something in store for this uh, gent who... Uh, Seems to have a little more than just a trickery up his sleeve. Anyway, uh, let's get back to it here. Uh, it's uh, Mid Valley Mutations Sheena's Jungle Room, one of the best places to hang out on uh, any given weekend or, or evening or, uh, or wherever you happen to be. But I, I, I do prefer my Tuesdays and my Mondays. But, you know, I, I'm, I'm bound to listen just about any old time of the day. Problem is, I'm not always near a keyboard when I do. But, you know, I'm there in spirit. And that's what counts. Let's get to it. It's uh, uh, Mid-Valley Meditations, uh, the frontier gentleman. Telling a little story as we wander way out west. Mid-Valley. Let's go way out west. Mutations. Part 14. Chugwater Station. Duncan Webster drank his whiskey. I noticed his hand shaking as he put down the empty mug. Now his manner changed completely. He became quieter. Apologetic. I'm... I'm sorry. I'm sorry the way I was. It, it's just... He ain't been feeling good. Yes, that, that's the truth of it. No counting how a man can feel times it comes over me myself and I get full of wrath and cabbage. <laughs> well, I'll go clean up them supper things. Oh, let me help you. Why, ma'am, I'd take that as a real kindness. All right, Doc? Why, sure. <laughs> sure, you you go along. Well, sure has been a while since I had woman folk help me with the chores. Well, sit down. <laughs> sit down, Mr. Kendall. You want a drink? Yeah, short one. 
Ooh, fine. Hello. I guess the old man won't mind if I join you. Good luck. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Good luck. <sighs> oh man, I I sure do hate the sound of that yowling wind. <laughs> I know what you mean. Do you? Well, <laughs> how about some cards? Uh, Thompson. Yeah. What, what's the driver's name, Mr. Uh, Cuddle. Oh, Cuddle. Uh, how about some cards, you two? Oh, yeah, yeah, sure, I'll play. Something I promised the wife I wouldn't do when I came out west. Uh, <laughs> of course, I promised her a lot of things. I, I guess what she don't know isn't going to hurt her. <laughs> yeah, here. Have a drink, boys. I'm a gambler. Better luck next time. Ciao. Ciao. 
After a few minutes, Hyena Bob joined us, and we played for about two hours. Mrs. Webster sat by the fire, watching her husband with worried eyes. The bottle of whiskey disappeared, most of it down Webster's throat. Beyond a slight raising of his voice, though, it didn't seem to have much effect on him. I couldn't be sure whether Thompson and Cuttle had noticed the hidden Derringer. If they did, they made no sign. It was Thompson who started to talk about the snow. You know, playing cards like this reminds me of when I was up in Montana a few months ago. Uh, <laughs> talk about cold. 40 below. Oh. It gets that way. I don't know how a man can live. Come on, let's, let's play cards. Yeah, yeah, in a minute. Kendall, you ever been in that kind of cold? No. <laughs> I don't think I'd want to either. Oh, oh, no. Like if you take a deep breath, everything in your lungs is freezing. Really, I saw what it did to a man once. And I hope uh, I never see it again. more whiskey? Uh, well, I ain't no hog, mister, but I, I think you got enough of that thunder and lightning in you to last a spell. Hey, you, you talk about weather. Why, well, I've seen cattle froze up against drift fences. Hundreds of them. Standing like statues. Cuddle? We're an even 40 below. Cuddle, it's your deal, isn't it? Huh? Oh, yeah, Have yeah, you yeah, ever been lost in the snow? No. I was. I haven't. I was. Only a few minutes, but I tell you, I was plenty scared. It was a blizzard, regular blizzard. Couldn't see your hand in Cuddle, front of your no face. there's no call to shuffle you the know, spots. There's no them, feeling huh? as lonesome. Yeah. I know. I, I was lost once in a fog. It's as though you're the, the, the last man in the world. What are you doing? No... Are you, you're playing cards. Or you're, you're talking about snow and cold. Why don't you shut up? Don't... Who cares about freezing? Who cares about snow? I ain't hearing you. I, I ain't listening. Don't go out, Duncan. Now, what's he want to go out there and get herself soaked down for? I've got to go with him. No, Mrs. Webster, maybe he's better off alone. Sure, uh, cool him off. It's that tarantula juice. Why, ma'am, you ought to have been proud of him holding it the way he does. Now, I seen a man take two drinks of that stuff, and he was reeling around like a blind pup trying to find out where his mama's at. Well, uh, me for some shut, I guess. Yeah. You still got that mangy hound of yours or sleeping on the bunks, hyena? He won't mind your fleas, Cuddle. Uh, well, I'm kind of particular who I breed my fleas with. Good night, ma'am. Good night, Cuddle. Oh, hyena, you got a place for passengers to get some sleep? Oh, sure. Just follow Cuddle, Mr. Thompson. Uh, all right. Uh, ladies' quarters is on the other side of the hanging blanket, ma'am. We don't usually figure to have folks putting over it to stop. Thank you. Good night. Good night, Mr. Good Thompson. Good night. Uh, well, uh, I'll go out and see your husband ain't drowned yet, ma'am. Oh, uh, when, when he gets like this, I never cross him. Just gentle him along. He's sick. Oh, I'll do the same. Uh, Bob. Oh, uh, yeah? Bob. Huh? He's got a derringer in his sleeve. I know. I eyeballed it. And I ain't worried. Maybe you'd better try and get some sleep, Mrs. Webster. We'll see your husband doesn't drink anymore. I, I sometimes think he's better off with the drink. You say he's sick? Oh, it ain't nothing for doctor's cure. He wasn't always like that. Not a dark man when he was first married. It's a thing that happened to him once. And he won't talk about it. I guess maybe you can call it some kind of sickness. Is your home in the territory? 
It's been no one place for the past three years. Duncan's been a traveling man, one job after another. He don't hold them long. What does he do? Oh, a bit of everything. He's good at most all he tries his hand at, except mining. Now, that's one thing that he just... Now, what are you doing, mister? You trying to make love to my wife? Make love to... Duncan, there's no call to think such oh, a thing. Oh, I seen him giving you the eye in the stage on oh, the way out here. That's no. enough, Webster. Aren't you man enough to find your own woman? I'll go to bed. You'll feel better in the morning. Mister, don't you go telling me oh, what to do, you hear? Stop it! Haven't you done enough? Enough what? What, Rose? Tonight, everything. No, no, come on. You were, you were going to say something else. Now finish up. Enough what? Let her alone, Webster. You feed off your own range, Kendall. I'm talking with my wife. What were you going to say, Rose? No. You don't want to hurt her, Webster. Look, I told you, mister. I'm sorry, Mrs. Webster. You had to. Hey. Is he dead? No. No, I hit him. Uh, I knew that fella's tongue was long enough to cut his own throat. Better get the derringer off him. Uh, sorry, ma'am, but I'm afraid your husband ain't got sense enough to be carrying a weapon mean as that up his sleeve. Let's put him on the bench. Here. Use my jacket for a pillow, will you, Mrs. Webster? Yes. Uh, you know, I never did trust a man with a hit gun like that. I'm begging your pardon, ma'am. Uh, yes, why does he carry it, Mrs. Webster? He's afraid. Why, he wanted the law after him? Oh, no. No, he's just afraid of something. I don't know what it is. And he won't tell me. He just keeps it inside. It makes him like this. I don't know. What do you figure, Kendall? I don't. What's the matter? Webster had an argument. He lost his all. What, he tried to draw on you, Kendall? No, no, no. He's just drunk, Mr. Thompson. Hey. Don't either of you say anything. I've been waiting for this chance for a long time. Duncan, why did you do it? Huh? What's she talking about? I don't know. Why? Why did you kill them, Duncan? It's cold. Cold, yes. Cold and alone. You were alone? Yes, and what happened? I, I had to. I... You had to what? Hey, you... Hold you let now. go of me. Hey, let go of me! Help me! I, I Help me. Hey, hey, I'm kidding! Let go of me! Let go of me! All right, that's, that's better, Webster. You told him. No, I didn't. I don't know what it is, Duncan. I don't know what is What is it, Thompson? I'm a detective. Some people back in Kansas hired me. Folks of a young fellow died up in the Rockies. I've been working for him about two years now. Following this fellow, waiting for proof. And what did he do, though? You want to tell him, Webster? I got nothing to tell. He went up with four other boys hunting gold. The story he told when he came back was they got lost, separated from each other. Well, that's true. It's true that that's how it was. Your wife is right here, Webster. You want me to say the rest? Let go. Let go. You want me to say it? Don't listen. Get out. Don't listen to him. He's lying, Rose. Get out. What did he do, Mr. Thompson? No, please. Don't, Don't say, Mr. Thompson. I'll admit, I'll, I'll tell. I, I killed him. I did. I, 
I never said, Rose, I couldn't tell you. It's been with me all the time. I, I, I killed him. It, but it was, it was for the gold. The gold, that, that's why. But you told me you were alone. I, I was lying. I, we got lost up there, wandering around, and by accident, we, we found the claim. I, I shot him to keep the claim for myself. What did you do with their bodies? I threw them in a ravine. That, that, that's the way it happened. That's the way, Thompson. Yeah. All right, Webster. That's the way it could have happened. Why didn't you tell me, Dunk? I, I couldn't tell you, Rose. I'm sorry. I, I'm sorry, Rosie. I, I just couldn't help it. I, we were lost in the cold. I, I didn't know what I was doing, Rose. I, I dream every night. I, I dream it so bad I, I want to die. Maybe you'll be better off when you do, Webster. Let's ride out in an early September gale We can catch the summer cloud fleet before they sail Where the rose hips and hawthorn Wait till the grey light before dawn And the bumper book of broken dreams for boys Lights come on in a terrace seen through rain The buddlier flowers brush the passing train the storm had passed. Thompson took his prisoner and Mrs. Duncan and started for Deadwood on a long trip back to Kansas. Hyena Bob and I watched the stage disappear down the road. 
When it was out of sight, he said, I tell you, Kendall, life is short and full of blisters. thought that Gordon Gano should not treat his girlfriend like that, but maybe they work that out between the two of them, and that's just how they do their thing, so, or, or, you know, none of my business, as they say. Mid-Valley Mutations, wrapping things up here. Thanks again, everyone, for, for joining us. We had a, 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 a wonderful uh, a group of folks here uh, in the chat, uh, and, uh, uh uh, uh, yeah, it's just it's been a it's been a good uh, good night. Uh, I think everybody liked hanging out. Uh, you know, Heather did make a good point. You should probably uh, maybe uh, in the future put a little bit of a trigger warning on this story. It gets a little dark pretty quick, but uh, you know, uh, uh, <laughs> as I was saying, the title of this story is uh, something that uh, sort of spoils the ending right away. <laughs> So uh, I decided to maybe uh, change that up a little bit for this presentation. Hopefully uh, the reveal is not as grim as it could have been. But, uh, you know, sometimes things just uh, go a different way. 
Anyhow, uh, yeah, uh, we got some fun stuff coming up in the future. Uh, September. Oh my goodness, golly, we are already doing September shows. How did it get to be September of 2023 almost already? How, what, what, what part of the universe do we live in where that is a reality? <laughs> well, let me tell you. Strange days are ahead for sure. Anywho, uh, yeah, uh, September, uh, we, uh, we're closing things off uh, uh, um, with um, uh, Arvo Zylo doing us another stereogram show. Uh, we decided to call this series of shows he uh, does for us uh, stereograms, which are, uh, I think, an evocative title. And, uh, certainly, uh, he, he, at this point, has got a bit of a style and a formula to his programs, and I do appreciate them quite a bit. So, uh, yeah, uh, we should... Um, uh, tune in for that one on the 26th. That is definitely going to be a fun show. And uh, the week before that, I believe, if I have my calendar correct in my mind, we're going to also have uh, the uh, interview with Mike Watt, which uh, I know I've talked it up quite a bit, but uh, it was a good conversation, and it has got a spooky section in the in the center of it that I think uh, everyone will appreciate. Uh, so uh, certainly uh, we should... Uh, um, uh, look forward to that one. A couple other good uh, September shows in the pipe as well. A couple more stops along the uh, Way Out West Trail as well. Uh, we, we got a, a few things uh, brewing as uh, as uh, things uh, develop. But uh, you know uh, that's neither here nor there. We're gonna uh, you know kind of close up shop here for Mid Valley Mutations, uh, our Way Out West program. Mitch has been uh, kind of itching to. Um, Wrap wrap things up a little early tonight. We we it was a hot hot day. Got over a hundred degrees. That is not normal for us. The air quality dipped way below uh, our uh, usual uh, level to uh, some uh, very unbreathable uh, points. Not much fun to be outside, unfortunately. Uh, so uh, radioing is what we're gonna do. And now that it is cooling off, oh man. I'm I'm feeling I'm feeling relaxed. I'm feeling a little bit normal, and let me tell you, uh, I think we can move on to something uh, a little more interesting later in the evening. Whew, yeah, weather, man, it's getting bad. But that's another horror story that is not part of the Frontier Gentleman's uh, situation. Uh, thank you so much, everyone. Uh, H and uh, Heather Z and Imaginos and Coelacanth and Mr. Fab and Mr. X and all the Misters and uh, Laura Panic and uh, the, the Ramen City Kid and Arvo Zylo. You guys just, uh, you guys are a lot of fun. Definitely improve a crummy, crummy day. Well, uh, I got one more here for you. Thanks again. Uh, uh, what can I say? You guys are wonderful. You guys are beautiful. Without you, there would be no program. Be seeing you. Yeah. Yeehaw. Frontier Gentlemen was written, produced, and directed by Anthony Ellis and stars John Daner as J.B. Kendall. Featured in the cast were Joseph Kearns, Stacey Harris, Vivi Janis, Lawrence Dobkin, and William Lally. Music was composed and conducted by Wilbur Hatch.
Join us again for another report from the Frontier Gentlemen. John Wald speaking. This is the CBS Radio Network.